what it is how's it going everybody we're gonna start our wrap up of 2020 and also bring in the new year first of all happy new years glad to have you with us here on first ones to die but anyway we're gonna dive into all the new things first the old stuff in 2020 things we like things we didn't like then we're gonna hop into 2021 things we are hoping it's gonna be good hopefully none of them are gonna involve pandemic part two electric boogaloo so you know we're gonna see what's going on so stay tuned for the first ones to die you are now Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of The First Ones to Die. I am one of your hosts, Jonathan. I am here with my co-host, Jerome. Say what up, Jerome. What's going on? <laughs> Alex is out today, um, but we do have a special guest here with us. Our friend, our very good friend, Jasmine Shiloh. Hello, Jasmine. Hi, happy to be here. So yes. flattered that y'all asked me. <laughs> uh, do you want to do like a, a quick like introduction to who you are, Jasmine? And like, uh, you know, you you can choose. Listen, you can you can divulge as much as you want. You know, we don't need your whole life story. Like, but yeah, well, I was born on on four score. And this, like, no, but just four score. Yeah, I like how go. before this podcast, she specifically asked, "Do I need to do an intro?" And we said no. <laughs> I meant, and now I thought you she passed meant like an to intro an to intro. the rest of the podcast. I, I, that is that is true. I'm sorry. Put you on the spot. But yeah, I'll give a little background. Um, I work in social services. Um, I was born and raised in Western Washington. I am, I would say, a casual fan of like media and entertainment. I feel like, especially when we all worked together, I was always behind on what was out so i'll be the the average joe here today for the and y'all are the experts cool. that's all i got for those who don't know by the way yes jasmine is also an, yet another usher uh so you know, for those usher. who know us from our behind the usher station days uh she is also an, uh, another usher former usher from the imax theater mm -hmm. so we have many stories we've had many chats so we know that we'll 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 keep the conversation flowing in this episode. Mm -hmm. Which I just thought about it. I was like, because we're not behind the Usher station anymore, can we ever do a Tales from the Usher station episode ever again? Because those were fun. Maybe. I, I mean, there are many tales. So there are many tales. Yeah, it's not many. like we would ever run out. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> but today is not about the tales from the Usher station. Today is about both. <laughs> the past year and the and the new year so jonathan tell them tell them what uh you know what the format is gonna be for this yeah uh so today we'll be doing kind of like a little round robin uh we'll do we'll do uh each rounds of what we liked in 2020 things that we enjoyed um then we'll do a round of things that we maybe didn't enjoy so much uh, have a little discussion on each, and um, then we'll look forward to 2021 things that have been announced, because, you know, uh, people like to throw in surprises, albums like to be dropped a day after they're announced, uh, movies, who knows, um, in this in this uh, time, we don't know what's going to happen next. So, uh, yeah, that's how we're going to do today. Um, so, starting it off, 
Uh, let's talk about some things that we did like in 2020. Let's start off on a positive note. Um, Jerome, what is something that you enjoyed <laughs> in 2020 that you consumed, uh, viewed, watched, listened to, etc.? So, uh, first of all, much like on our Wonder Woman review, I came prepared with props because I like to buy my media. Hold on. Did, <laughs> did you have props in the Wonder Woman review? I, I had the Wonder remember. Woman uh, Dead Earth book. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I got all right. I got one of them. Okay. The other one's okay. in here somewhere, but I'm not gonna find it in time, and that's okay, because I didn't come fully prepared, as always. So, <laughs> so uh, I got run the jewels four here. First of all, anybody who's not heard this album, listen to this album. All right, Killer Mike and LP. First of all, I have almost every run the jewels album except run the jewels three, because for some reason the stores ain't got it on the shelves. I like to have my CDs on lock, so. If you have a Run the Jewels 3 and you would like to sell it to me, I'll, I'll pay for it. <laughs> if you'd like to just give it to me, that'd be even better. Uh, yeah, Run the Jewels 4 is super dope. Not only that, it also is very timely. I think my favorite line, my favorite two lines actually on that album are uh, the first one being um, in Walking in the Snow. I think it's like something to the effect of like, uh, and you'll watch like a black boy like me on TV go from a shriek to a whisper that says i can't breathe and what's so crazy about that is that killer mike wrote that last year or the uh, in 2019 and it became so relevant in 2020 when it came when the album came out i think like a month after everything that happened with george floyd so it was that like uh that was impactful for me and then also uh their song just uh with pharrell williams and uh, the lead uh, vocalist from um, Rage Against the Machine, uh, you know, that that lyric of um, look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar, like that type of stuff. That's the type of hip hop I really enjoy. So Run the Jewels 4 was dope. Um, the other music thing I really enjoyed this year was The Weekend's After Hours. Now, I am not a weekend yeah. fan. I, I do not. I've never really gelled with the weekend. Not that he's not a great. He's an amazing artist, fantastic singer. For some reason, for some reason, his music just never was never anything where I'm like, I'm I'm going to put on a weekend song. This album, though, this seems this sounds like a much more mature weekend to me. It sounds like a dude who's not the, you know, uh, the you know, find him, sleep with him, forget him type type guy he seems like the person who's like <laughs> my heart my heart's been broken and i'm a broken man <laughs> you know bella hadid i don't know if it's bella hadid you know she's the girl he was dating for a long time and a lot of there's a lot of rumors that the album's kind of about her um but nonetheless it's one of his best pieces ever he's been snubbed at the at the what is it called the grammys grammys for not being nominated for that album i'm still mad about that yeah, that was surprising. He didn't get nominated. Yeah, once. that album was so good. And I'm surprised he didn't get nominated for anything. Um, but nonetheless, uh, that was like that was great. So in the music world, those are my two favorite things. Uh, I think just real quick, I just think it's so funny that um, because I'm the opposite. I wasn't a huge fan of that album. And I'm thinking of like this tweet 
that was like, I miss when the weekend made haunted strip club music, which is the music <laughs> that you obviously are not a fan of. No, <laughs> but like I'm that's my weekend that I really like, like the haunted strip club. Like that's the weekend that I'm here for. So I think that's just funny. I I would have to agree with that because I yeah well, I I didn't I didn't listen so I didn't listen to the album um so I don't have much room to judge but um when I like like his single like blinding lights I wasn't a huge fan of that song even though it was everywhere neither was I until I heard the whole album and in context I was like mm. okay this song makes more sense in context because when it was just a single I was like. What is this '80s pop thing he's doing? This is mm-hmm. weird. Like, I don't, I don't know if I'm into this. Yeah, so that's why that's the the main reason why I didn't really get into the out, al- why I didn't listen to the album in the first place. Um, but I might have to check it out. It's uh, it's cool. I I like it. It's my type of vibe. But like Jasmine said, like it is not <laughs> traditional weekend <laughs> affair. Like I think there's only one song on there that's like the the traditional like Heartless is kind of like the one that's like the traditional weekend like I'm the best there is and I don't need no woman cuz can't nothing hold this down, okay? <laughs> Me and my helicopter hair are out. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh yeah, also that's how I knew this album was different cuz his hair looked normal. I was like, "Yep, yeah, see, this is gonna hit different." <laughs> um, I remember was he was cool. he was at the um, I th- I think it was the the AMAs where he like won all the awards. Yeah. And then it was weird because the next day, I think like the next day was the Grammy nominations, and he got no Grammy nominations when he just like had won all the AMAs. Um, but he was performing, and um, before he performed, he accepted an award. And he had all the like scars on his face and the bandages and the makeup and everything. Yeah. That was the other thing I loved about the album is how conceptual it was. It reminded mm-hmm. me of um, Childish Gambino's uh, Because of the Internet. When that mm-hmm. album came out, he the whole album's about a character called The Boy. And so when the album was coming out, when he would do tours or go places, he would dress like the character. And he would uh, even like his demeanor was a little more depressing or whatever, but only because he was just in character as the boy. Um, it's why there's a uh, what's it called? Um, Sway in the morning freestyle he did. And he and he was that character. And you could tell in his voice that he's not like the normal upbeat Donald Glover um, that he normally is. And I was like, that's cool when an artist kind of goes full concept like that in music. Because it's very uncommon. Um, but, you know, I have more stuff. But, you know, just to give everybody else some time to talk. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's go to our guest for today. Uh, Jasmine, what inspired or what did you enjoy um, in 2020? Oh, man. Okay. So I picked two films, two horror films. Okay. Um, do either of y'all have Shudder? No. no, Alex has okay. Shudder. Alex has Shudder, yeah. Um, oh, isn't that, that get like... her to give you... Isn't the that the, 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 the horror movie, like, streaming service? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I watched a movie called Scare Me. Um, and it's, like, a horror comedy. And it's about this guy who is, like, doing a little writer's retreat in the, in the like, a cabin in the woods. And this girl, shit, I thought I saw a spider. 
this girl. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about a horror movie and I'm what just, is yeah, happening I'm like, right oh, now. Creepy crawlies on me. <laughs> um, this girl ends up like staying with him in this cabin and they're both writers and she's a very, very successful writer and they start telling each other scary stories to like scare one another. And I don't want to give away too much, but it was like so different, so good, hilarious, very funny. And I, I'm really weird about comedy and horror. Like I'm very picky about it. And I thought it was very well done. The other one is, okay, have y'all seen The Invisible Man? Yes. I haven't yet, but but feel free to talk about it. Feel I free had to, to talk watch about it because H.G. Wells' Invisible Man is my favorite sci-fi book slash I guess I, it's not really a monster, but nonetheless, Invisible Man's my my Me? It's definitely a good character. Yeah, that's a great character. I love a good horror. I I love or not horror. Sorry, good uh, villain story. I love a good villain story, and I feel like Invisible Man's like one of the best. Yeah, and I think that I'm like slowly starting to realize that like sci-fi horror is like, I mean, just elite. It's so good. So just like the old sci-fi stories, like if we could make those into horror more, because you're right, the original Invisible Man isn't really a villain. Um, He's very like, Jonathan, do you know anything about the original Invisible Man? I don't know. Okay, so it's like he, it's the scientist who makes himself invisible, like, but he can't reverse it. And so he basically like descends into madness because he's, I mean, like, we would all go mad, right? Mm-hmm. If we were invisible and can reverse it. It's the um, classic line of, uh, you know, um, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I'm really glad that I chose to watch this because then I can talk about it. I watched The Invisible Man maybe like four days before 2020 was over. And then I watched it the ne- very next day again because it was wow. so good. It is so good. Just I, wild. It's it's been on my list. I think I have it written down as one of the movies that I need to watch, I, but I haven't I gotten around it, to it. But at the same time, I love though the joke. I've been hearing this as a lot of jokes where people are like, "So let me get this straight. This man has the ability to turn himself invisible in the modern day, and instead of using this technology or even selling it to like the military or something like that, he uses it to." pick on this girl and not even like just kill her outright because you know that would be so easy no he's got to basically pull pranks on her where he's pulling the sheets off the bed yeah. <laughs> oh my god and i was like it's that's like, so funny <laughs> no it is one of i do not scare easy at all and i like i'd be like looking over my shoulder like is there anyone like it was what yeah, is it was going on it was creepy <sighs> and very not tropey which i really appreciate like there is a part um and it's not a spoiler or anything i don't want to spoil it at all jonathan because you have to watch it okay but there's this part where she thinks that maybe someone's sitting in the chair mm-hmm. and she like throws a sheet over it and there's no one there and i like really loved that because like I expected someone to be there mm-hmm. and that's tropey yeah. as hell, right? Like right. you expect that. And then what happens after is even scarier, like actually terrified me. Uh, and it's just like, just the bar has been raised truly. I think for you, horror. How did you watch it? Did you watch it on, on prime or. Um... I watched it on Hulu. Um, I will say that I have my HBO connected to my Hulu. So I don't know if that makes a difference. I okay. don't know which one is streaming. on. Oh, and it's on Hulu. Okay. And it's on, oh yeah, and it's on HBO. Okay, I have HBO Max too, so. Okay, so you should probably, I think it is like through HBO. Okay. Through Hulu, but you yeah. have to watch it. 
It is good. Also, like Elizabeth Moss is Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah. Anything when is she she's gonna in... get her flowers for real? For like it. this girl kills it all the I think time. She's, like no I matter think she's what, gotten awards for Mad Men, right? I think she did. Oh, and The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, mm. she's got a lot for The Handmaid's Tale. But I just like she's just so. I mean, just her facial expressions and like her breathing, and like that's the scary part of the movie is how she's reacting, really. That's what makes it scarier. You have to I, watch it. I'm so excited for you to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I might watch it uh, tomorrow. Who knows? <laughs> I also love the that, uh, you know, the first of all, Storm Reed, awesome. Is Storm Reed was great. Storm Reed's yeah. good. But I just laugh every time because I'm like, wait, you, let me get this straight. You live in the house with this chiseled black man <laughs> who's just like, Go who's, who's buff. Handsome guy, nice dude, handsome. and single, <laughs> and you telling me y'all ain't together? What's that about? <laughs> Come on, brother. You got I'm a nice white woman. They, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm happy that they don't get together, though. I feel like it would have ruined the story. It would have been tropey if they did get together because it'd be yeah. like, oh, stereo, you know. But I, I just, I just thought that was interesting. It's, it's very. I've been liking seeing more and more movies and tv shows where there is a man and woman in a platonic friendship agreed completely in a movie because i'm like it is possible i have friends that are women that i'm like i don't see us ever being together i don't you know i never think of them that way but we're still cool we're friends and we can operate in that in that zone Mm -hmm. so i i like seeing more of that in media especially for sure for sure cool what are yours, Jonathan? All right. So for mine, and I thought I had my list set, but in my mind, I'm like, okay, what are the two I'm going to pick? But I, I think I know <laughs> at this point. I was going to go, I was really going to go with um, two TV shows, but um, since Jerome brought an album out, I have to talk about an album that I know we all listen to because I know I've talked to you guys about it. Um, and it's the Chloe and Hallie album. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was a good album. Yes. That was so good. Yes. yes. Good Every single song. And I am glad that, so they got nominated for like, I think three Grammys. Mm-hmm. Um, and deservedly so because this yeah. album is a bop and a half. I am the type of person who, you know, I, so I, my favorite genre is probably R&B. Um, but I, I, I more so am not like, I, it's something about the, the new stuff that just hasn't gotten me 100% sold. I can't usually listen to an entire album and enjoy every single song out of new age R&B in this day and age. Um, but Chloe and Hallie, every single song on this album, I, I, I bump, I have bumped no multiple times. Yes. No, no skips, skips at Rest all. Your Life is my favorite song. I love that song. Rest Even though it's your favorite song. My, my, on this album, my favorite song was probably either Ungodly Hour, um, or, uh, Busy Boy. Busy Boy's my favorite. Busy Boy's, <laughs> Boy's really good. It's That's a, a good, good song, song too. Yeah, it's a good I mean, one. it's it just slaps from front to end, really. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but rest of my rest of your life is like my type of weird, quirky uh, production that I just love. And I was surprised mm. to see that was it Chloe that did a lot of the production on it. She did production um, by herself 
for like three oh. or four of the songs. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. She's so a if good producer, she is really. Uh huh. And they're they're nominated for um, "Don't Make It Harder on Me" um, for the Grammys, and if they win that Grammy, it'll just be theirs because they produced it and wrote it themselves. Aww, they don't cool. have to share the Grammy with with any producers or anything. So very nice. Yeah, very nice. All the props to them. I remember They're seeing doing a great them job. for the first time when they sang. I think they sang at the Super Bowl or something, the national anthem. I was like, "Who are these two? Gr- who's like?" Who's like nieces are these? That they're like, I want to sing for the Super Bowl too, and they and they did a good job. But I was like, who are these people? And to see them now and to listen to this album, I'm like, nah, y'all are going places, mm-hmm. and I'm it's excited so to see up. where they go. Yeah, so grown up compared to like the kids are all right, which is like still a great album. Um, but it's like, and I'm just really impressed with. I don't know. If, did you all see that interview that they did before they released it? How they talked about the first time that they played it for Beyonce. Yes. And how they were saying that, that, that she had like no notes and she, yes. always, and she always has. Notes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how they knew that it was like good and like finished because mm-hmm. like Beyonce had nothing. I mean, yeah, that's no a notes good bar it. to live by. Like if yeah, Beyonce for is sure. like, nah, this is, this is gold right here. You know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't have no notes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. So props to them and their talent, um, and props to to Hallie for Little Mermaid. Yes. They're 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 doing See, it. I, no I, pun I, intended. I'd be more excited, and it's it's nothing to do with with Hallie. I'd be more excited if they haven't dropped the ball on like every single one of the Disney remakes with the, oh, Disney yeah. the company, like. Yeah. Hallie, I'm sure okay, I have fine, <laughs> but it, it, like it, it's like here's the thing though. She's only one part of an entire production, and then, <laughs> therefore, it's like I don't I don't think you can save it, Hallie. I don't think even you, as talented as you are, can save this whole movie by yourself. Okay, it, I have a feeling that The Little Mermaid is not on your looking forward to twenty twenty one. No, no, I'm done. See, I, w- I w- Mulan was the last straw. I had so much faith for that movie, and as soon as I, as soon as that movie came out, and I saw it, and I was like, "So this is what we doing, huh? This- <laughs> is that gonna be Disney? You gonna do me like this? I defended you, and you just gonna smack me in the face like that with with this with disappointment? Nah." Um. <laughs> Okay, so the other thing um, that I had that I really liked in 2020, uh, it came late in 2020, uh, but uh, it was on HBO and HBO Max, um, The Undoing, uh, the series with uh, Nicole Kidman. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Yes, uh, Hugh Grant. Okay. Yes. Um, I went into this show, so I had heard a lot of buzz about it. I went into it being like, I don't know if if it's necessarily going to be the type of show that I like. Um, Apparently, if you liked Big Little Lies, which I haven't seen Big Little Lies, but it's on my list. Um, Apparently, if you like that, it's in the same realm. It's by it's by the uh, it's based on a book that's by the same author. So, yeah. And it did not disappoint. It's part. It's mostly murder mystery ish. Um, but it's just like rich, wealthy white people getting into mess. 
Um, and yeah, you, <laughs> the, the, the main thing that, that got me onto the show was Issa Rae tweeted, um, yeah, she's like, I'm all into the undoing. I love white mess. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I love her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, no. So I 100% recommend this show. Um, and I, who knows, I might check out the book afterwards. So. I've watched Big Little Lies, um, and I do want to watch The Undoing. I've seen a lot of stuff about, um, like, Nicole Kidman is just, like, always in distress. Like, no matter yeah. what role she plays, <laughs> she's, like, because <laughs> she is in Big Little Lies. Like, she's in distress. Mm-hmm. So I got a lot of um, Nicole Kidman being sad. Yeah. <laughs> From what and I've it... heard for The Undoing. And <laughs> this hurt. <laughs> It's amazing because her face is just, like, stoic the entire time. I don't think her face moves for, like, most of the uh, most of the TV show, uh, most of the series. <laughs> but then I watched, um, I watched the movie on Netflix, The Prom, that she's in, and it's, like, a total 180. I'm like, is this a, a, a different person? It's a musical. So, um, oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Um, it's, it's fun. It's enjoyable. Um... But yeah, the undoing is great. Very nice. Okay, I'll, yes. I'll have to. I'll watch it. I'll watch cool. it. It's and it's only and it's only six episodes. Oh yeah, then I'll yeah. through it. Yeah. I'm behind <laughs> on all the HBO Max miniseries because I'm still trying to finish the flight attendant. I still have to watch Raised by Wolves. Like I've got so many to like hop on to. Oh, HBO Max is my jam right now. I am I'm binging every single HBO and HBO Max oh, show right and then now. I, I gotta watch the industry. That's the new HBO I, show. I was watching that today. I was watching that today. Yeah, I got a lot of shows to catch up on. I'm so behind on my HBO Max watching. It's mostly because of Fresh Prince, man. Been binging Fresh Prince. That's all I've been watching on HBO. He he's been watching Fresh Prince this whole time. Wait, yeah. it's on HBO? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jasmine is shook. I just changed my life. Yeah, when I was in, oh my gosh, so like almost a year ago now, when I was in New Zealand, um, we were using like the Netflix at the Airbnb I was at, mm-hmm. and the Netflix had Fresh Prince on it. Really? In New Zealand. How do they get it before us? Thank you. <laughs> because they didn't make the HBO Max had fresh print. I don't know if they had it back then at that point when you were in New Zealand, but because HBO Max wasn't around then. But <laughs> wild, yeah, same. I was like, why don't we have it? The American show. I mean, I'm happy for the Kiwis. That's like good for them. Yeah. Yeah, I've been, I've just been, it's just ever since the reunion, I was like, you know, I watch Fresh Prince, but I don't remember all of it. Let me, let me watch the whole series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a great experience. And also, surprise, it's one of the few sitcoms where I'm like, this still holds up. Like, the jokes mm-hmm. still land. I, some yeah, of them I don't does. get because I wasn't around, like, I just wasn't around for all of the 90s pop culture. So they make pop culture references where I'm like, I don't know who that is. Um, <laughs> but, uh for the most part though the jokes still land the messages are still relevant not just the ones that are politically you know about politics some of the just the lessons that uncle phil drops on uh will and carlton i'm like i mean you know what i'm gonna tell my kids that one day like, <laughs> so it's it still holds up it's a really good show i'm surprised at how 
because some shows you watch, like when I watch Saved by the Bell, I'm like, this, this is, this, this, this is like nostalgic. But this belongs in its time period. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but Fresh Prince, I'm like, you can watch like at least now, you know, in 2020 or 2021 now. Um, you could still watch this and be like, nah, this still is relevant today. And mm-hmm. I can still learn a lot from watching Fresh Prince, even though it was made back in like the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, uh, moving on to some of the things that we maybe didn't appreciate as much in 2020. Uh, Jerome, would you like to share with the class something that you didn't appreciate we know you didn't like mulan i don't know if that is your your choice (laughs) no that wasn't my choice i was gonna say uh i hate to get political but it 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 has to be said i i couldn't stand the many many companies who hopped on the blm bandwagon because it was trendy and cool and so they could save face in front of the audiences more specifically the nfl because I am still mad at the NFL who, despite it, like whether or not they wanted to support Colin Kaepernick specifically, that's fine. But at the very least, with all that money y'all make every year, you telling me y'all couldn't do nothing to support the man's, at least his movement, to try and put out some awareness, to do any of the stuff you're doing now because it's trendy to do mm-hmm. it. And now every, mm-hmm. all over they have commercials we support black lives. You know, we should stop. We're, we're fighting for diversity. Get out of here. Like, get out of here. Mm-hmm. You're fighting for diversity because it, it'll make you some money. Like, and black people watch, more black people watch football <laughs> than, than uh, you know, you expected. Mm-hmm. Shout Ridiculous. out. Shout out to, um, and this is just one company out of uh, many, but um, shout out to Ben and Jerry's. Because Always. they are, <laughs> they have been for the cause before all of this, and they have still been for the cause after all of the hashtags and everything died out. Um, they've just been doing great work educating people, even if they get comments here and there that are like, stick to ice cream. I just appreciate them and had to give them a little shout out. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you know. Also, NBA, I know that, you know, uh, like the, uh, They've been, you know, also jump on the bandwagon. If y'all want to do something, or not NBA, sorry, Nike specifically. If you want to do something for the BLM movement, take your shoes, drop y'all prices down. God dang, y'all still charging <laughs> black people. Y'all know Stop black people using buy your slave shoes. labor. Right. And make your prices cheaper. Yes. You, know, you know for a fact your demographic <laughs> is black people. That's why all the only spokespeople you have is black. Y'all ain't had a white spokesperson. As since ever so <laughs> so what y'all need to do is drop them prices down people ain't trying to spend no 130 dollars for some kds all right <laughs> like make their shoes affordable and tell kanye to stop making the yeezys so goddamn expensive too <laughs> while you're at it the yeezys as long as i'm making them ugly that too <laughs> that too that too that, that part that's my last that's my last piece on the blm show. but other than that um also uh, I have to like, all right. So the company's got some. I also gotta, you know, talk to the man upstairs real quick. Um, you know, being a Christian man, I believe in God. You know, God's my main man. However, you gonna take Black Panther from us, God? Really? <laughs> mm. That man is oh, a natural man. treasure. And being from South Carolina, Chadwick Boseman is also a state hero because he's from South Carolina. 
So oh, I didn't take, know that. Yeah, I was like, to take him, I'm like, we only have but so many famous South Carolinians that we can be proud of, all right? <laughs> You're going to take the one that represents all of the black goodness in the world. He done played all of the all of the important biopic people. He done been Thurgood Marshall, Jackie Robinson, James Brown. Come on. <laughs> you got to leave us something. Something. Man. So, you know, that's those are my things. Like, they just come off the top of the head. Because I don't want to take up too much time. Because 2020 was a rough month. Oh, it was, also, it was a, it sorry. Was... One last thing. And this is very recent, though, is why I mentioned it. Also, uh, rest in power to MF Doom. Mm-hmm. One of the best rap, underground rappers out there. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't appreciate your music as much when you were alive. But I appreciate it a lot more now. When uh, mm-hmm. Now that you're gone. So... Uh, for those who are huge Doom fans, listen to your MF Doom records, whether it's Operation Doomsday, any of his many collaborations. MF Doom is dope. And if you've never heard of him and you're a rap fan, listen to some MF Doom. You will not regret it. Mm-hmm. Dang. Um, well, mine wasn't nearly as deep <laughs> as all yeah. of um you know 2020 it was a horrible year we had a lot of terrible things happen um but for mine i chose a tv show um that we actually (laughs) that we actually (laughs) talked about on this podcast um yeah and it was it was the umbrella academy season two yes i loved season one i absolutely loved it i cherished it i enjoyed it Season two just did not hit it for me Um, between all of the storylines that did not seem to mesh well together. I really had this thought over time. And when I was looking back at it right now, I'm like, hmm, what can I put? The Umbrella Academy. Um, (laughs) 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 The fact like I. I wasn't really entertained by a lot of it, um, except maybe the beginning and maybe the end. In the middle, I was just watching it because I knew we had to talk about it on the podcast. Um, Otherwise, I probably would have stopped it like episode five. I'm sorry, Umbrella Academy, but you just did not get it um, this time for me. It was just not a... um, You didn't hit it out of the park. But now that I've watched all of season two, I can go into season three if we don't talk about it on here, I can give it a chance. And um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I just didn't like that. Uh, well, Elliot Page now, but at the time, um, Ellen Page that Ellen uh, that they were playing basically themselves. I was like, I I get what you're doing, and I respect that the character is now an, uh, an LGBT character. At the same time, though, uh, because they had the whole amnesia plot. It feels like Vanya is just a completely different person mm. um, and is more just uh, Elliot Page being Elliot Page uh, in in a in a show. So I don't know what that's. They have said that because Elliot Page has um, decided to uh, uh, go by he that um, he him pronouns that uh, is it he him or is it are they are they going by they? It's both. Yeah, I think you said he they. Okay. Um, that they are going to address that in Umbrella Academy Season 3. So uh, as far as, like, you know, uh, catering the character to um, their sexuality and their gender. So I was like, all right, that's cool. Um, 
that's cool that they're they're given they're doing that and paying some respects to the actor but at the same time you know just i thought that was weird i was like you know you, you are playing a character so i don't know we'll see how it goes in season three i might yeah. like it i might end up being like you know what this is this is a good change for the character and i dig it so it all depends on how they write it really yeah. I haven't seen it, so I have no comment on that part. <laughs> <laughs> but yay for Elliot Page. Yes, yes. That's that's a good thing that happened in, in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um that was my only real thing that I had, uh like entertainment <laughs> and media wise. Everything I feel like everything that I consumed I kind of I liked. I think. Yeah. And I know we just had a conversation about this with, with somebody else. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, that's not bad. You know, sometimes you just have like, because I mean, we already did like for those who don't know when we were behind the station, we did an episode on coronavirus and everything. So we're not, if you're expecting us to be like, what's your thing you hated in 2020? It was the virus, right? Am I right, guys? <laughs> like, we're not going to do that because we've already done that. Everyone's talked about the virus. There's no need to rehash without what we already know so don't mm. expect to hear anything about the virus or anything like that we're not going to talk about it yes uh jasmine what is something it was, yeah it was difficult for me to pick like a dislike as well um i think for me the, a big part of that is just i'm always behind when it comes to like media so like just lack of exposure i think is more what that was um but I will say the first thing that came to mind was Lana Del Rey. Oh, oh yeah. That happened last year. Whatever the hell. Yeah. yeah. It was like in the summer, I think. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe it was, it, it I think was, it was like, like in May. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. remember that. I remember that. Oh, my God. Just like, I love loved Lana. Um, the basic in me loved Lana. <laughs> the like love her and i mean her her album was critically acclaimed like the most recent one that she released so it seemed really weird for her to like first of all girl you are not beyonce mm-hmm. why you even put her in that like come on so i, I beyonce I, is a celebrity to celebrities like you <laughs> stop it why did you even true. name her here so what did I, you think you were gonna accomplish I, I remember set set the context because I, I remember she she named like like she said why aren't I as big as all of these women and she named like mostly black women right yeah so she her complaint was that like wait, wait okay first of all when did WAP come out that was late summer right that was, that was late, late summer. summer that was like, okay. I think that was August before, maybe or I think that was, was that after before that I know Sugar came out before the Lana Del Rey stuff. So I okay. think she was because I wasn't sure if she was referencing like stuff like Savage and stuff. Like yeah, that. like the uh, issue was that she was after. like talking about she was like, I get criticized for talking about um, like sex and like hor- horrible relationships. I'm like paraphrasing horribly um, and basically like has 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 received a lot of criticism in the past for the type of relationships that she portrays. Like she does the Lolita thing a lot and like all valid criticism. Right. But your music isn't the same as like 
the women that you named, like Beyonce. And then she named, I think she na- did name Cardi. She definitely mm. named Ariana Grande. Um, who, like, I think Ariana Grande was like the only white person that she named mm-hmm. in that. Um, she also named Meg The Stallion, right? I think so, maybe. I know. I, I feel like she. I don't, I, don't, so. I don't think she did. I think. I think she named Nicki Minaj. Oh, Nicki Minaj. Okay. Yeah. Specifically. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was just like a weird time. It was like you could have just sat here and like got your money with your fifties hair, <laughs> and I would have never known this about you. Well, like. Because my biggest thing. She just sat there and ate your food. She just sat comments. there and ate your food. Because <laughs> I was like, you act like Taylor Swift didn't get all the criticism for years for about years. Yeah, that absolutely. her music is strictly just her talking about her failed past relationships. Like you're not, it's, it's nothing new. Everybody like has their thing that they get criticized for, especially the female artists. Mm-hmm. That's, it sucks to say, but that just is what it is. Like a lot of female artists get criticized for certain things. When Nicki Minaj first came out, she got a lot of criticisms because people were like, all she talks about is sex and like, also, remember when Anaconda came out? The mm-hmm. music yeah. video for Anaconda. Yeah, come like, on. Nikki got a lot of heat, so it's like I don't. I didn't understand Lana's the big thing of like people criticize. Like, yeah, Lana, you're gonna get criticized. You can't kind of take it personally. Art is very subjective. The stuff you make, everybody's not gonna like. As but you have fans. You have people that like your yeah. music, both male yeah, and female. Time. So it's like, I you know. Don't don't you know look a gift horse in the mouth. Like, yes, you got people that don't like your music, ignore them. If they buying your CDs to hate on it, look, they already spent the money. So it don't matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh, enjoy the and people just, who do. It just seemed especially weird to like name drop those women when like her album was critically acclaimed. Right. Like her album was well received. So what is like what more do you want? Is like kind of how I felt. Like yeah. you didn't get bad reviews on your album. Everyone loved it. So why are you throwing black women under the bus? Because you're not Beyonce? I also want to be Beyonce. So what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, it was wild. Also, just with how, I think she named Rihanna, maybe as well. I should have, like, wrote them down. But just with, how, and the way that Beyonce just does not get into mess like that. Mm-hmm. Like That's she posts her Instagram photos and goes. Yeah. Yeah. So what? And like. She wasn't paying no mind to Miss. Del no. Rey. No. No. At all. Does she know who Lana is? <laughs> like I'm, Beyonce is one of those people. I'm surprised how famous, as as famous as Beyonce is, that she you do not hear a lot about Beyonce as far as like drama. Like you will not no, hear a lot about what got going on drama wise. Like you'll hear like if she announces something like, "Hey, you know, like me and Jay are going on tour again" or something like that. But you'll never hear like, "Oh, Beyonce smacked Cardi B upside the head." Turns out she was talking smack. Like you never hear something. Like I know because y'all remember how big the elevator thing was. Yeah. yeah. Like when that got leaked, when that's what shocked Jay Z's ass. Yeah, yeah it was huge. Me. I was like, yeah. I, I'm surprised they caught that footage. I'm surprised. <laughs> I would have thought somebody would have deleted that or something. No, I think it was like a hotel, like someone who worked at the hotel who like leaked it. Because I remember it was pretty grainy. It was yeah. grainy footage, like somebody had we all watched taken it. it off. Of, yeah, we, <laughs> we all watched we all it. 
Well, because everybody and it it just confirmed what everybody knew, which was like you know Jay Z's cheating on Beyonce, and then then Lemonade came out, and then we we're like, oh no, he definitely cheating on Beyonce. Then four forty four came out, and we we're like, yeah, you cheated on Beyonce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. lucky you Jay Z, because if you were anybody else, she would have left. <laughs> but she just stays to herself, and people just come for her all all the time. All. Mm-hmm. She she could be sitting there eating her food, and people would just <laughs> would just come to her. And she doesn't do interviews. I remember I I um I saw the the clip from uh, when she got punked. It was a Christmas tree. She was putting the star on the Christmas tree, yes. and they knocked it over and acted like it was her fault. And somebody in the in the comments said, "This is why Beyonce doesn't do interviews anymore." For you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Straight facts, though. Yeah, she. Yeah, she stays out of the public eye. Yeah, yeah her and J Lo always impress me. J Lo especially, where I'm just like, y'all are getting up there in age, and y'all still look fantastic. Y'all giving mm-hmm. girls that are twice y'all's age a run for their money, as far as like you know. Beyonce's only like thirty nine though. That's true. <laughs> J Lo's the one who's like really up there. I think J Lo is like, like close to fifty, if not. She's 50. in her fifties. No, but she looks great. Yeah, she, she still looks, looks good like as she's hell. 30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did not know that she was in her In fact, she, she just re- Yeah, she just released a single where she, uh, the the cover is her in the nude, but it's like a profile. So you can't, you know, you don't see anything. Um, but you can see like the ab print. You know, she's got her six pack and stuff. And I was like, dang, J-Lo, like you're still doing it. You're still out here fit. You know, doing the doing the thing. Although I still feel like she has a she has. We had I forget where where we talk about this, but she has twin children. One of them is his son. And I'm just like that boy's gonna have it hard. Gonna have it so oh hard. my god! All his friends gonna be like, hey, hey, let's go over to your house real quick. Look, my mom's not home. Okay, like <laughs> we're not going over to my place. Dang, man, your mom ain't never home. What what's going on? Isn't she the reason that we have Google Images? Oh yeah, that's right. Did I make that up? Because I I I heard this somewhere that her um, picture in the infamous dress that she wore at the at the Grammys is like the most popular image on Google Images or something like that. Which is funny because Kim Kardashian poses nude forever to be like, "I'm gonna break the internet," and J Lo's like, "I'll do it clothed." Beat yeah, that. and from like 2002 <laughs> or something. Right. Like, yeah, it was. I mean, yeah, her wearing that was a lot more scandalous back then for sure. Yeah. Today, that probably wouldn't get like any. I don't want to say scandalous because the people loved it, but it was like definitely a pop culture moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. I remember Rihanna did the same thing one year when she had that. Uh, like, the crystals. Yeah, the, like. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, mm-hmm. where you could see right through it and you're just like, and it just. The internet was destroyed that day of just a bunch of people looking up that dress. Did she have like a crystal do rag on? Yeah, she had like love a, it, love yeah. it. So here for it, Rihanna. Well, speaking of people who might be, you know, relevant in twenty twenty one, Rihanna, we waiting on that album, sis. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's get into the things that we're looking forward to. <laughs> um, I guess since 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 you guys have gone, um, um, I'll go first on this one. Uh, I put to along with you know the vaccine and hopefully getting out of this COVID mess and 
all of these horrible things that are happening. Um, I, I, I put a little bit of levity on here with uh, my two picks. My first is a movie that is coming to Netflix next month. It's called Malcolm and Marie. It's starring Zendaya and John David Washington. Ooh, okay. Um, yeah. I forgot about this movie. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, they filmed it, I think, in May. So it was one of the first projects to film in the COVID um, world. They filmed it in a bubble, apparently, in this one house um, for less than a million dollars. Apparently, Zendaya reached out to the creator of Euphoria saying, hey, I want to do this project can you write a script they made the script got john david washington on apparently those are the only two people in the movie um they star as a couple and um it's been described as like a uh, marriage story that came out on netflix um i haven't seen it yet um i haven't seen it yet either yeah it's in black and white apparently too yeah Malcolm they released a still of it yeah. with uh john david i think because i follow zendaya on instagram and she posted a still of her and john david watched it in like a black and white still so i was like oh yeah you guys are filming a project mm-hmm. so i'm excited about that um mm-hmm. i'm definitely going to be watching that i think february 5th is when it comes out on netflix mm-hmm. um and i just learned that so it's so weird that zendaya because she looks so young she and euphoria she's like in high school and like not even a senior she's like i think like a sophomore or a junior in high school and then in this movie i'm sure she's playing an adult yeah <laughs> well i mean yeah you saying that like she's married to john david washington like how old is he he's like in because his I feel 30s like he's older than yeah, her yeah he's, he's like he's younger than we are right she's younger than she's, we are right yeah i feel like she's um let me look this up real quick i feel like she's uh well she might be my age because I'm younger than both of you. She's 24. And okay. so she's, John yeah, she's... David Washington um, is 36. Wow. So that's going to be interesting. Because <laughs> I was like, John David Hopefully Washington looks... some good acting. Yeah. Old, that's much older. <laughs> so I was like, I know, I know Zendaya isn't... It's just like the Dakota Fanning effect. I know Dakota Fanning is an adult. Like, she's well into her 20s. Oh, yeah. uh, going on her 30s but you when i look at her, her i still see mm-hmm. like you know secret life of the bees <laughs> young mm-hmm. dakota fan yeah, she's, uh, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. So. um the other thing that i had was a movie that was actually supposed to come out in 2020 um but obviously because of covid it did not um and it's in the heights uh yes, yes. okay cool yeah yes uh lin-manuel miranda's musical mm-hmm. uh, i just learned i haven't seen any adaptation of in the heights but i know i'm probably gonna love it um i didn't know that lin-manuel miranda wrote the whole musical when he was in college um and he he wrote it he was like 21 or 22 um and it's just gone gone on to become this huge phenomenon um i'm really excited about that it looks like it's gonna be fun it looks like it's gonna be uh great music i like the cast um so i'm pretty excited about that i i wish i would have been able to see it because we probably if the imax theaters were still open we probably would have gotten it in imax just to see that Mm -hmm. on the big screen um Mm -hmm. but i i don't mind watching it 
you know, on the smaller screen. Well, my theory about all those movies when uh, is that they will like at least if as a mark like as a person who thinks about film marketing, they would be dumb to not be like, hey, we're gonna bring this movie back in theaters now that COVID's over. Come see like mm-hmm. all these because they do it now. Like before COVID, uh, Cinerama. For those who've never been to Seattle, there's a Cinerama theater here. And they play old there movies was. all the it's out time. Of now, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, because mm-hmm. they were renovating just before the pandemic, and then the pandemic happened. So then mm-hmm. it's like, okay, now we have to stay closed. Um, there was also some shady stuff going on because they laid off their employees. Weird. Yeah. yeah, but that's another that's another conversation. <laughs> they were they were showing like they would show like Blade Runner for example, and it's like Blade Runner is like a movie from the '80s, and they still bring it back to like show it on the big screen so i feel like a lot of these companies that like their movie didn't come out on the big screen this year or or last year rather it's like you would be a fool not to be like okay as soon as the theater's open though we're gonna re-release it maybe for a month and and make and try and make our money back and see if we can make because you know it won't be the same as watching it on your streaming service of choice at home like there are some people who are they're gonna want it there are people now who are going to want to see Wonder Woman 84, even though they've seen it on probably HBO Max three or four times. They're going to want to see it on the big screen. It just mm-hmm. is what it is. So, you know, I think it'll be okay. Yeah. And Jonathan, within the Heights, a couple of the actors from Hamilton are also going to be in the movie version, right? Yes, yes. Okay. I know. Um, is Dabney Diggs going to be in it? I don't think so. I don't know. But I know, um, um, I'm forgetting his name right now, but uh, he was also in um, A Star is Born. Anthony. Anthony. uh, Ramos. Ramos? Yeah. I I think it's Ramos. Is it? It's Ramos Ramos or Ramos. Ramos. I can't. He actually just got married in the. the, um, Oh, yeah. To his Hamilton co star. To Jasmine. Yeah. Jasmine, you're getting married to Anthony? <laughs> Good for you. You know, got a Hamilton alum. <laughs> also, we should shout out Jasmine because she won an Emmy yeah. in 2020. Oh, yeah. And her dad did. Yes. And they're the first family members to win in the same year, and that's rad. Shout out to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, thinking of Davi Diggs real quick and Jasmine, uh, she's in a movie with Davi Diggs called Blind Spotting that he also wrote. I've heard oh, that's a good okay. one. I've heard that's that a really good movie one. is that movie for a long time. My favorite movie of all time was uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I love that movie. Blind spotting was the movie to take that spot. That movie wow. is so good. It's so timely. It is one cool. of the best movies ever. If you've not seen blind spotting, those who are listening out there in the world do watch blind spotting if you get a chance. Cause unfortunately people didn't really watch it when it was in theaters. Cause it was a very low budget. Um, but it's it's a great movie. It's a great. Film. Is it on streaming? Uh, I think it it was on HBO. I don't know if it's still in there okay. now. Normally HBO likes to keep their movies for a long time, so I think it's still up there. Um, so you could probably watch on HBO Max. Uh, but it's a great time. It is funny, but it's also very. It has a lot of great commentary, um, mostly on identity and black identity, especially amongst like white people that grow up in the hood and you hear the stories all the time of like. Well, I'm not acting black. I grew up here. This is this is just me, and it's like it, it talks a lot about that type of thing. So it's a great movie. Cool. Cool. Uh, well, Jerome, what are you looking forward to in 2021? Uh, a few things. Um, 
the first one, like we were talking about Fresh Prince earlier, um, but for those who don't know, uh, I think it was last year, or the year before last year, um, a, a guy, I forget his name, but he did a fan trailer uh, of Fresh Prince. That's like a, a mm-hmm. drama, like retelling of Fresh Prince. Uh, it eventually, essentially, it was like a, a proof of concept pitch of like, hey, what if Fresh Prince was like taken seriously? Like it wasn't a sitcom; it was like a drama, and it came out today. Like you talked about modern politics, whatever. And it was a great trailer, filmed really well, and somehow it caught the eye of Will Smith, who saw it and reacted to it on his YouTube channel, and he interviewed the guys who made it, and they were talking. And so this year. Uh, they've actually gone in and made it an actual show. So this year, Bel Air is what it's called, and it's coming out on Peacock, the streaming service. Um, so I'm excited. I like. I wasn't sure if there. There's nothing on Peacock that I was really interested in until now. So when Bel Air comes out, I'm excited. I'm gonna get Peacock so I can watch Bel Air. Um, hopefully, they get the cast from the trailer in there, the like fan trailer they made. I don't think they will, though, because I'm sure the studio will be like, we want some big names in here. Mm-hmm. Um, but nonetheless, the fact that they like, I love stories like that, where it's like Joe Blow, like low, lowbrow filmmaker who nobody knows, makes something and then it becomes they get their whole, get a whole show and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's really cool mm-hmm. um, and really cool on Will Smith to do that, to like mm-hmm. put on uh, put somebody on like that. Uh, the other or like when Twitter thread Twitter threads get movie deals or yeah. like TV shows mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like it's started from the bottom. Now we're here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly because also I'm I'm trying to do the same thing. I'm a <laughs> nobody filmmaker trying to make it. So to see somebody else make it is like it gives hope, especially black mm-hmm. filmmakers, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, but also talking about people of color, I'm also excited for, and this is also going my, you know, everyone knows I'm a comic book fan, super hyped for Shang-Chi. I am mm. so excited for an Asian American superhero film. I have never, I wasn't sure if they were ever going <laughs> to do Shang-Chi. Everyone was complaining when Iron Fist came out. <laughs> and I was like, what y'all want is a Shang-Chi show. Let my, like, so if Marvel does Shang-Chi, sure, I'm all for it. And so I hope, my hope is that they will put the same effort and care that they did into Black Panther, into Shang-Chi. I think Asian American fans of comic books and of Marvel in general would appreciate it. But also, we don't get a lot of big budget, like, all like they're saying it's going to be a predominantly Asian cast. So it's like, we don't get a lot of those very often. Last one we had was... um. Crazy uh, the rom com, probably Crazy Rich Asians. Crazy Rich yeah, Asians. Crazy Rich Asians, and then yeah, um, uh, the farewell. What'd you say, but Jonathan? Yeah, the farewell. But that, but was that wasn't farewell. like yeah, that wasn't as big as Crazy Rich Asians, but yeah. Still, so was... I'm they. In fact, they released some test footage of uh, some of the stunt work for Shang Chi. It looks good. It looks really funny, but also like you know, legit kung fu. None of this people flying on wires and stuff. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see if they um do it well i i feel like they kind of dropped the ball with captain marvel because <laughs> i was like all right y'all gonna do your first female superhero movie here we go y'all did great with black panther can't wait to see it and captain marvel i like captain marvel but i just felt like it wasn't as um gun ho as they were about black panther 
Mm. Just um, although I did love the direction that movie, I think the direction holds the message of feminism better than any dialogue they say in that film at all. Uh, so. I have a question. So this yes. character, Shang Chi. Mm-hmm. This is what I mean when I'm like behind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who is playing that that character? Uh, I don't know his name. I know he's like uh, I know is he Jonathan? You know more about him than I do. I don't know if he's Chinese. I don't, I don't know Japanese. more about I don't know more about him, but I do know that like two or three years before he got cast, before it was announced that he was playing the character, he tweeted marvel at marvel i would love to play this character and that was one of the big stories that uh came out of the casting so it's like if you speak it into existence you never know manifest it manifest Manifest it it. exactly that's what we need to do in 2021 because i feel like i saw something about this but i don't know who that character is so i think it just like went over me but if you name the actor that probably will bring it back for me well his name is i don't know and i'm sorry if i butcher your name guy but his name is uh simu lee i think is how you pronounce it maybe uh it's spelled yes S-I- okay no I, yeah. I do know what we're talking about yes okay. he is yeah. very cute yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh he's good choice uh, from canada but he's chinese traditionally he was born in china so his, his parents are chinese um but he's, you know, he looks like he's going to be a great fit, like, from the uh, test footage. I'm looking at, on Google, they, like, have some of the cast members they've announced so far. Um, Aquafina's in the movie, so that's cool. Oh, is she? I didn't know that. Uh, Michelle Yeoh is also in the movie, so that's mm-hmm. great. Um, but, um, so I'm excited for the film. I'm excited that they're they're putting some time and effort into it especially also while we're talking about marvel also cool that they are doing a miss marvel show with kamala khan who is a muslim american character so i'm Mm. digging that too glad they're going going that route she just starred like the character uh just starred in the video game of the avengers so uh, some people know her probably by now because they've played the video game but uh i'm hoping more i was hoping it would be a show because, you know, bigger budget, they get to do a lot more. But, you know, still, a show is, is better than nothing. So uh, I'm, just, I'm excited for the representation in superhero movies. Because I feel like, you know, after Black Panther, that's just, you know, seeing is believing. And so with Black Panther, it's proof of concept that, like, you can do people of color in superhero movies. And it'll make money if you put mm-hmm. the time and effort in to dedicate yourself to being like, we're not just going to exploit this culture. We're going to really show it off and show the best parts of it and, and make and it specifically that, you know, those movies like made by the people that are represented mm-hmm. in the films. Mm-hmm. Like it was so important that the director was black for mm-hmm. black Panther. Like that made all of the difference completely. Yeah. So yeah. Cause like, you can definitely tell when it's not a yes. team of, of the people who no, it's supposed Jonathan's to be No, because Jonathan's going to say represented. the same thing. Jonathan and me are on the same page. He's saying all the things I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm like in agreement. I'm like, no, you, you took my point, but you said it the way I was pretty much going to say it. So, yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> like, um, so those are the things I'm excited about. I, I don't think there's anything else that comes to me right now. Uh, oh, and of course... Uh, because it got pushed back, Candyman. Oh, I was so yeah. sad. Candyman. Uh, 
Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we can share it, Jasmine. We can share it. Let's go, go ahead, girl. Go ahead. <laughs> share it. Share it about Candyman. I won't. I won't I take am, all your thoughts. No, okay, first of all. Okay, that leads that leads us into up. into Jasmine's. That leads us into Jasmine's. Yeah. Jasmine. We're gonna back up. So, first of all, love that it's directed by a black woman. Love that I believe her name is I can't remember her middle initial. Vanessa D. I think it is Vanessa D. Williams was in the original one. She's like in the trailer. Um, oh, yeah. Hasn't aged, of course. Um, that they're bringing her back, I think is really important. I am so happy that they remixed Say My Name. Like, I can't get over it for the trailer. That was cool. That like, was very on brand. I cannot I, I get over it. And I hope that they do, like, they release it like they did with. Um, she, what was it in us? Yes, yes. I got my um, mom. Yeah, the remix. Yeah. Vanessa Estelle Williams. Okay, Vanessa E. Williams. Okay. Yeah. Not the other Vanessa. Williams. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa E. Williams. Okay. Yeah. She. I'm very excited to see her. Um, yeah. I'm just very excited for Candyman. I. I think it's going to be really, really good. Um, but I am very sad that it got pushed back, but I'm really, and I'm also really glad that they're choosing that they didn't choose to like stream it. Um, and that they are going to release it in theaters so that Nia can get her coin. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I think it's August now is what they're shooting for. Okay. It's just, yeah, man, he's getting around. He's, he's been in so much. He's I'm been so a, excited for him. He, he was in Watchmen. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he did great mm-hmm. in Watchmen. Even he though was amazing in Watchmen. Yeah, it was weird how they did his. You know what? That's the other thing I forgot to mention of like my things I liked in 2020 was Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Watchmen was great. I I enjoyed. Although I I I love the show. I don't know if it needed to be a Watchmen show. I feel like I would have preferred if it was its own mm-hmm. show because it just it feels like it doesn't. While it is a great commentary on race in America, like Watchmen at the end of the day, the book is still a dissection of the superhero and that idea, mostly centered around the idea that like superheroes just don't work. It's a terrible idea in the real world. Um, And so I just felt like the show kind of left that behind to just be strictly about race, kind of. Um, And it felt like it was being pigeonholed by the idea of, yeah, but you got to throw in these superheroes though. Um, Mm. But that being said though, nonetheless, good show. If you like um, Regina King, Mm -hmm. watch, watch. Our girl, (laughs) our girl. It's a great Mm -hmm. show. And her and Yaya Abdul-Mateen, I wanted them to be a couple in real life because they were such a good (laughs) couple, cute couple in Watchmen. I was like, y'all should be together. He's a handsome black man. He's all fit. He's very handsome. She's she's married, isn't she? She is. I would imagine so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jasmine, did you have anything else that you're looking forward to? I'm very excited for Judas and the Black Messiah. okay that's i i i think that's uh coming out soon right and it's uh, like is it are they streaming it then it's going on hbo max it's made by warner warner media i think is make is distributing that movie so i think it's just going straight to hbo max and i've heard it's getting um buzz like awards buzz as well so i'm excited i am so like forever impressed with daniel kalua's accents 
Like, the fact that he can nail, like, just from the trailer, like, the fact that he can nail, like, that generation's Chicago accent is, like, unbelievable. Like, I can't do that, and I'm an American. (laughs) Like, I can't speak like that. He's so talented. Like, in Get Out, I would have... I would have never known that he was British. For real. And with, what was the one with Viola Davis that he was in? Uh, Shoot. Um, he was like the bad guy. Oh, uh, Widows. 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 Widows, yes. He yeah, was he, great he, in yeah, Widows. Yeah, flawless accent. Mm. And then you hear his like British accent, and it's not like kind of British. Like, homeboy is British. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, British. <laughs> like, that kind of British, okay? He is so British. British. <laughs> so the fact that he can, like, do these accents, he's just so talented. I'm so excited. Nice. I've been impressed with the crop of new black actors, uh, mostly on the... Because the female side has never been lacking. The female side's always had great um, black drama actresses. But on the male side, and it's I forget who it was. Somebody was like a black actor. I th- I want to say it was Denzel, but I don't think it was him. It was somebody else that they were like, it's hard. They were like, it's hard to find a lot of black men that want to do drama because most black men want to do comedy because it's a it's where a lot of the money's at in Hollywood because every oh. movie has the black dude who's like supposed to be in the background he says damn man that's whack you know he's just a jokey <laughs> guy in the background yeah. of the of the group of white friends it's more work in that versus like being a black dramatic actor um mm. but you I, know so i was just gonna say i feel like there's a i feel like there's a shift now because there's so many things you know on streaming um and on all of these platforms like hbo like a hulu like a Netflix that are known for that are very much known for their dramatic content. Um, and so you have all of these new actors who are dramatic actors and who are fantastic dramatic actors who are coming up because of that. Whereas in back in the day, you know, some of the only things you could get were either um, the box office movies or sitcoms. Yeah. So, so like seeing people like, Daniel Kaluuya, uh, Lakeith Stanfield, Brian mm-hmm. Tyree Henry. Um, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Even seeing the old guard come up, like Luke Wilson getting to do more stuff and stuff like that. Like, I'm, I'm glad to see a lot There's more There's a black, black Luke Wilson? Mm-hmm. Well... <laughs> I, I know of the white. I know of the white. Yeah, now Luke I'm Wilson. thinking of the white one. I was like, who are you thinking of? But yeah, the white one. No, um, Antoine Fisher. <laughs> That's that's his name, Luke Wilson. Have you ever seen Antoine Fisher? Um, he's also in, he's in a lot of stuff. Uh, he's been in a lot of stuff. Oh, I thought you were saying the actor's name was Luke Wilson. Never mind. Yeah, that's, his, that's the, actor's the actor's name is Luke Wilson. Yes, at least oh. I think so. Hold on, and okay. now I got now you're making me second guess myself. Hold on, <laughs> it's like the, it's like the Michelle Williams thing, like the black Michelle Williams and the white Michelle Williams. Like oh, black, Mich- no. black Michelle Williams is uh, Destiny's Child, and uh, white Michelle Williams, um, she's an actress. She was oh, um, actually I'm she was wrong. married to. I don't actually know. That's unfair. She's an accomplished actress. She was um, on that TV show on FX a couple years ago. She won like an Emmy, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I know who you're talking about. Okay, mm-hmm. I was gonna be like, she was married to Heath Ledger, but she's an accomplished <laughs> person. Like, she deserves. Yeah, she's uh, accomplished. I meant Derek Luke. 
That's who I meant, not Luke Wilson. That's not his name. No, Derek like, Luke is Because I know Luke Wilson, Owen Wilson's brother. No, that's my bad. No, Derek Luke. I'm going to put some respect <laughs> on his name. Derek Luke. I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> but yeah, I just, you know, I'm like, I, I remember, I can't remember what year it was, but the year when Insecure came out and then later on uh, Atlanta season one came out, I was like, um, it was, that was the year when, cause me and my dad have these conversations all the time where I'm like, it's not that it's not when I tell him like, cause his whole thing is, he's like, I don't understand why you, why you say stuff like you, you're tired of seeing slave movies. It's like, I'm tired of seeing slave mm. movies, not because I don't like history. I think black history is very important, but you know, like I'm a, I'm a young black man who grew up in the suburbs and went to high school, had a fairly normal, you know, life. I didn't grow up too rough, but, you know, I had my experiences, whatever. And I don't, I've never seen anything, anything on television or movies that reflects my experience as a black person in America. And I'm just saying it'd be nice to see more shows like that. It'd be nice to hear more music from that perspective. Like, and so seeing stuff like Atlanta and Insecure, where it's like, it's a different perspective from the black community. It's like, that's cool that's i want to see more of that stuff mm -hmm. that was my literally my only and i don't even want to call it an issue because i loved watchmen but that was the only thing that kind of bothered me about watchmen is we have these super like i'm i think what i'm really sick of in when it comes to black people in movies and tv shows is like everything that we do does not have to be about racism mm -hmm. like yeah Yes, it's very real that we experience that daily, but, like, I watch movies to escape from stuff, usually. I don't want to be, like, re-victimized, mm -hmm. you know? Like, because other, like, non-black people who watch that don't have to think about the trauma of black people in the yeah. way that we do, because, like, those people are our ancestors. So mm -hmm. it hits differently. Like, it's always going to, no matter what. And, I like, that's, that's my biggest issue, because I'm, like, I loved Watchmen. I thought it was great. But I'm very ready for us to consistently, not every once in a while, like us, where like the family was black and they like that didn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. Like it was just this dark skinned black family chilling and they were like the center of this movie. And like you don't talk about their race. I mean, like there were some like there was that part where he's like when she's talking about the Heidecky and he's like, What kind of white like <laughs> nonsense is that? But that's funny, you know, like that's right. not like a commentary on race. Like that's like a joke for us, really. Well, it's just like, it's, no, it's no different than the Fresh Prince they talked about. In the Fresh Prince reunion, they talked about they would have table reads. And, you know, white people were more or less writing the show. Mm -hmm. But it was in the table reads that, like, the cast, because the cast is all black, that they would chime in and say, oh, no, mm -hmm. they would never mm -hmm. say that. Or because we're black, like, that would never happen. And it's like mm -hmm. stuff like that where it's like, you know, saying like, something's white or whatever it's not about race it's like it's a culture thing like for uh, for mm -hmm. black people we say stuff like that we'll do stuff like that it's just mm -hmm. that's just a part of our culture no different than in, with white people they do certain things that the black culture we don't do that's just mm. and and same with like hispanic culture asian culture whatever like everybody's got their thing and that doesn't make it a race thing that just makes it a culture thing yeah, something along those lines, which I was debating putting on my list, um, was, I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, but Bridgerton, 
um, on Netflix. No, I haven't yet. No. Everyone's talking about yes. it, so I feel like I should because I feel like I can't scroll through Twitter Listen, without like, I already a spoiler. <laughs> I just had, I already just watched Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, so I'm like, so. man, I'm, I'm catching up on all my black stuff on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yes, from uh, Shondaland, we love Shonda Rhimes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's, 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 they, they, so as as you've probably seen from like the advertisements and stuff, it's you know, you, black and white people in high society, eighteen hundred eighteen hundreds England, just intermingling um, like it's nothing. Um, there was, and I heard this. This is not a spoiler in any sense of the of the thing, but they they mention um, at one point like they allude to some sort of racial disparity but then it's never really mentioned um and it was kind of a weird thing to 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 place in there um but other than that like it's just they're 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 mingling they're doing their thing um and like you were saying it's like you know we don't have to constantly be victimized in every single thing that we see we don't have to relive this trauma in every single thing we see so if you're looking to avoid that, then I would highly suggest Bridgerton. I mean, it's just like I wrote, and it's funny because you two will be at the table read for this. But <laughs> but the, <laughs> I, I wrote a script where it's like there's a character in there whose name, uh, who's like an older character, and yes, he likes himself some fried chicken, and he likes like he and, he, <laughs> and even in the notes when I wrote it, he he like he it's written where he, it's very much broken English and whatever. I wrote it that way because I'm like, for me, especially coming from the South, like, there's a lot of older people that they talk crazy and they have, like, <laughs> the most broken, like, uh, vocabulary ever, but they always were the smartest people in the room. And that's mm-hmm. where the spirit of that character comes from. It is not a thing of, like, you know, and someone might look at it like, well, that, that's a black person that's, like, uh, you know, they, they uh, have the stereotypes I'm like, th- no, they're just just because they have they enjoy some of the things that stereotypically people say black people enjoy. It doesn't mean that they are stereotypes. It depends on it's about the spirit in which you wrote them in. I wrote it in the spirit of I know older people who maybe they didn't get, you know, who never graduated high school. Some of them never even graduated grade school. They never got it. Uh, they just dropped out of elementary school because they had to take care of their families. And yet they've given me pearls of wisdom that I that college professors have never given me. So it's like and I wrote it in that spirit of like you can learn something from anybody, even the guy who doesn't have, you know, uh, three years in college or, uh, you know, three like our three degrees, sorry, from college and yada, yada. And so it's like, I would love to see more uh, black entertainment or really just entertainment in general because Soul, for example, just came out. And that was a great movie of, you know, respect to black culture, but it doesn't, it's not hammy, you know? It's just like, you know, you get to see it at the barbershop. Dang, I need to finish it. How do you not Wait, finish okay, it? Yeah, how did you, you start it? it? Okay, okay, because, <laughs> okay, let me explain myself. <laughs> I was watching it, I was watching it on Christmas with my parents, and they were tired, and like 30 minutes into the movie, they were falling asleep, and I was like, guys, and so they were just like, let's, let's, can we stop the movie right now? We'll finish it later. 
have yet to, to, to finish the movie. So I just finished it without him and just like act surprised. When I, watch it with them. <laughs> when I watch it with them again. I do that with my dad all the time. Sometimes I'm like not finish a movie. I'll just finish it without him. And then, you know, I'll just wait for him to come back and I'll be like, Oh, what that I didn't know she, I didn't know she was going to do that. <laughs> it was a good one. Yeah. I cried yeah, a lot. Soul is really good. I also I don't know why I forgot Jamie Foxx can sing, but he sings a song that's like in the credits for Soul, and I was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx can sing. Gold Digger. Yeah, you forgot. You forgot about Gold Digger. I forgot about all of the things Jamie Foxx had done up until that movie. <laughs> I was about to iconic. I was about to sing it, but I I, didn't, I don't think I can can get that high the the note. Um, Ray Charles. Yeah. yeah. Right? Didn't he do the Ray Charles biopic? Mm-hmm. 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 Ray Charles. He has a whole album. He has a whole music career. He has like multiple albums. Um, yeah. They never really hit like blame it on one the of them too. Yeah, blame it. Oh my god. god. <laughs> Unlocking memories I forgot about. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that song. <laughs> but uh, no, Jamie Fox does a great job. And Tina Fey too. Watch Soul. Yes. <laughs> We're not Watch, Watch Soul. Soul. Finish Soul. Yes. <laughs> I like, well, that's not just to Jonathan. That's to the audience, too. Like, anybody who's never seen, who hasn't seen Soul yet, you have a Disney Plus account, there's no excuse. Watch Soul. <laughs> it's a good movie. And um, it'll, it'll be, and it's a good time. You know, mm-hmm. especially if you're uh, of the African-American persuasion. You'll enjoy <laughs> yourself some Soul. <laughs> you'll enjoy Soul. It'll be a great time. Uh, it'll be good times. Yes. And on that note, um, I think yeah. that's a good place to. That, that's my. Ba- I didn't mean for the whole thing to divulge into a, 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 a commentary on race and culture, but it's just. Uh, this is the time that we're living in, and it's gonna be the time that we're living in in 2021 as well. So it's it's mm-hmm. fitting towards the episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, so on that note, this I just want to say this was a wonderful episode. Thank you so much, Jasmine, for coming. You were a wonderful guest. Thank um, you and, for inviting me. Yeah, and this was and I, I loved your your input and uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love you too. You're um, the best. Yes. Um, do you have any social media you want to plug? <laughs> or if, if social if media, not. any like programs you want to plug? I know you do your the social work, uh, social work thing, so you know a lot of programs. Ooh, yes. Um. Oh, you know what? Actually, no, I'm not going to plug where I work. Okay. I don't. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> here as a representative of my job. I wasn't going to say anything. Um, but I will say. Work, you know? <laughs> yeah, I understand. I will say. Um, if you want to see me ranting and I haven't um, been very active recently, but um, occasionally on Instagram, I like to drag people. So if you would like to follow me, (laughs) um, my Instagram is my first and last name, Jasmine Shiloh. And um, it's difficult to spell. So we'll just leave a little note. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I would just say that I really would like to encourage people um, during COVID, but even post COVID like mutual aid for sure, like giving your, if you can, giving your money to um, folks directly, like whether that be like GoFundMe, Cash App, Venmo. Um, There are a lot of really good organizations out there, but research shows that people, like people know how to allocate their own money, right? So um, if someone's in need, just send them five bucks. Nice. 
Uh, Jerome, how about you? That was a that was a that was a good. Um, we're past the holidays, but it's a good. It's a. It, we should always be. Um, you know, generous. it's always giving season. Exactly, yeah, always giving sure. season. Uh, Jerome, how about you? Uh, you can follow me at not Jerome Red on Instagram. Uh, and uh, and speaking of which, yeah, uh, I'm doing uh, a part of this events that goes on on social media called january in which a bunch of people just like you know musicians artists of all kinds they uh like just make a song for every day in january mm -hmm. so uh for those who enjoy the beats that have been made for this channel uh both for behind the usher station seasons one and two and the beat that'll be on you know first ones to die uh, i'll be uploading a bunch of random beats that i make in like an hour probably <laughs> And, uh, you know, some of them will be good, I'm sure. Some of them will be all right. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> um, but I'm definitely, you know, if you want to hear some more music from me, uh, you'll get that there. Um, and uh, also, uh, eventually, I'm trying to, like, once again, trying to start my company back up, RoboZoo Media. So follow that on Instagram as well. Uh, more stuff is coming, I promise, <laughs> even though nothing's up there on Instagram yet. But we'll get there. So those, those are my two. Nice. Um, and you can follow me at Jonathan Keys on Instagram, Twitter, whatever you like, uh, whatever suits your fancy. And like I said in our Wonder Woman episode, donate to, not donate, but support or donate um, to small businesses. <laughs> yes. 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 We don't want to give those big businesses our money. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah. Um, Hold on. As we, I, I think... Next episode, for those who oh, want to yeah. know, is uh, Selena. Speaking of J Lo, yes, we're a little we're we're a little late to the game because it came out like almost a month ago. I feel like yeah. Well, listen, but, it's better late than never. You know? Exactly. <laughs> oh, you didn't know that it came out. Wait, the Selena series. No. Yeah, it's what? on Netflix. It's uh -huh. on Netflix. There's a scene. You can watch it now. Okay, but. J-Lo isn't in it, right? No. no it's just, okay. you know, in reference. I'm movie. thinking of, like, the movie, and we were like, it came out a month ago. I was like, what <laughs> are you talking about? Okay, no, no that makes no, sense. No, that's just What is reference. it on? Netflix. Okay. Yep. Okay. So for those of you who haven't seen it yet, and you want to, because you know how we do, we're going to spoil the whole thing. We're going to talk about the whole show <laughs> from start to finish. So if you haven't seen Selena yet, y'all, get it in this week. You know, and uh, come next week, we're going to have Selena series uh, review for you. Uh, and who knows? You know, it may, we might enjoy it. We might not. Only one way to find out. Keep listening. Come check yes. out First Ones to Die on all the places you can find the podcast. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or just go directly to the source, Podbean. Um, all of those have apps. All of those can be found on the internet. So there's no excuses. And we will be posting and uploading our episodes on Mondays from now on. We finally have a schedule. So yep. Mondays, Monday, tune in. 8 a.m. 8 a.m. Yes. Every Monday you will find an episode. Yes. Um, well, that's it for us. You can follow us at the... Uh, I was about to say Behind the Usher Station. That's our old this name. This is going to take at a the, It's going <laughs> to. Uh, <laughs> at the first ones to die anywhere. Um, we thank you guys for listening and... We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.